Welcome to our program, Coach to Coach. Today's guest is Kelly Mabel. Kelly is a coach and a trainer and the founder of Kind Mind Community and Kind Mind Academy. I first met Kelly last fall when I started attending her weekly webinars in her Kind Mind Community. I think I've only missed one week in the last eight months or so. It's always an excellent way to start my week in a room full of love and understanding. Kelly's Kind Mind Community brings together guests and visitors from around the world who each share their own experiences and insights on how the three principles are impacting their lives and the lives of those around them. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kelly. It's so nice to have you as our guest. I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, is that me? <laughs> <laughs> That's you. Thanks, Greg. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting, you know, when you look at some of the things that this understanding creates, you know, even without me knowing what it's creating. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. Well, I think everyone that comes to your room every Monday appreciates a the the space to come in together that way, but the fact that it's bringing people from all sorts of backgrounds, all parts of the world, it's uh, I don't know, it's a, a testament to the welcoming nature of the kind mind room. So yeah, yeah, I enjoy being there. That. And you, you and your friendship, because we met there, and um, you know, isn't it? Even even there, just sharing with each other back and forth, we started meeting elsewhere because we started listening to, oh, you're into that. Oh, I'll go there. And you're into yeah. So th that's, yeah, it's like, um, it's like a star. You know, there's a star. And in that star, all these beams of light come down and hit people. Right? Yeah. And then it's like we starlight ourselves out there and then more, you know, it's like all these stars. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, cool. So mm -hmm. the way I like to start these discussions is uh, to ask, what first sparked your interest in coaching? Well, that's an easy answer because um, I had a physical job. I was a full-time teacher and hairdresser, which was uh, requiring way more than 12 hours a day to do that work. And I was getting older and it started, I started to get pinches in my shoulder from doing the blow drying and having my hands up in the air. And so I was looking for something to be uh, less physical and I didn't know it was going to be outside of the realm of the industry. And it may still not be. I don't know. But um, I decided to take a holiday because of that. And so I wanted to give my, my body a rest. And we were at a, a little conference with my girlfriend, Sharon. And the woman at the front announced, so we'll be going to India. And you know how you can look past like the 20 people in your row and lean forward to look down? My friend and I went like this and we were both <laughs> looking at each other. And so off to India, we went and seated beside me on the 18 people that were on that trip was a coach. And at that time, I has, was, uh, had just gone through a breakup with a partnership. And so I was ruminating about my career and my partnership and being single. And she's like, you know, so what brought you here on this trip? And I said, well, you know, I thought I'd like to see some new things, you know, get into the world. And she's like, Oh, and then I started talking about my relationship <laughs> and she, you know, how coaches do, they're listening. And like, oh, there, let me, you know, he did ask permission and say, can I, have you ever heard of coaching? And I, I thought I'd heard of coaching, but, and so I had my very first real legitimate coaching session on the bus from the airport to Jaipur. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the tears came out <laughs> and the insights were there. And uh, it wasn't until a year later that I actually walked with her again on a, on a beautiful sunny day. And uh, we talked for an hour. 
she was part of the sales department with a large corporate international company of sales for coaching. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess I had to think about it. And then I took a really deep, big breath. And I said, go. And so that was in May. And I began the course in July. Wow. So that's what brought me to coaching. That's great. Yeah, it's good. It's funny. The uh, I keep hearing people talking about, like, you don't have to go to India to become enlightened. Well, maybe you do. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I'll tell you. You don't actually have to go there. You just have to be on a flight. Yeah. Well, India is enlightening in every arena. Nonetheless, whether you're looking for it or not, the the just the idea of being in India is enlightening in so many beautiful ways, too. Yeah. Really nice. I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about your business and how you're working and who you're helping. Yeah. Well. You know. Mind has a wonderful way of playing old data. And in the beginning, your word work there. Uh, I didn't see it as work in the beginning. I was just like, uh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I, I just was a doing person. So coming to uh, coaching, uh, there was a whole lot of doing because I wasn't in the understanding of the three principles at that time. I was in a corporate coaching business and solution focused coaching. So we were working with corporate heads and managers and I was doing my best to do everything right. (laughs) And so um, in there, somewhere around the third year, I found the principles. And I started seeing that the doing was actually taking me out because I was thinking I needed to do what everyone else was doing. So following my lead mentor at the college, listening you know, intensely and in, and intrinsically to everything they were doing so I could follow the exact steps. And then in comes the principles and goes, yeah, find the freedom, look for the wisdom. And I wanted to bring the worlds together. And so I didn't know how to do that. And had I known then that it was just be that, uh, you know, things might have expedited a little quicker. <laughs> But what happened was I just kept listening and seeing a little bit more. And, you know, in my doing, although getting very, very busy was extremely successful for me and I had a beautiful career and I, you know, I had some uh, wonderful experiences. It was killing me, to say the least. It was a real 24-7 because my attachment to success was that I had to be doing to be successful. I didn't realize Kelly was good as she was. Right. No job with job, without money, money with, you know, uh, in the riches and the poorest. You know, I didn't realize my ever presence was uh, okay, no matter what. And so I was on the doing path still. So when I was combining it, it was still a part of doing. And uh, what I was seeing was, oh, I actually didn't need to do that much. And uh, I had. I had an insight about Kind Mind Community because I really, uh, what a lot of people don't know is um, I've had lots of communities. I've brought lots of people together in wonderful ways, whether it's a backyard party or it's a whatever. I'm I'm going karaokeing with 12 women on (laughs) Wednesday. So I I, I guess I have that, not I guess, I do have that as a, a beautiful gift 
And so what I had going before I met uh, and walked into Kind Mind was a, a group called Go For You. And Go For You was a group for people to get together and do something because I was single and it was like, okay, go for you. Don't go for anybody else. Just go for you. Yeah. And so that was growing for two years. And I wanted it to be more aligned with the principles. So one day I woke up and said, okay, Go For You is over. <laughs> and I just posted on the top of the Facebook group, find your way to Kind Mind Community. Yeah. Now, I, whatever, that was the graciousness of the creative leading me. And that's how Kind Mind was born. And uh, that's how I started bringing people from the globe into a conversation and organically Mm. because I certainly didn't know how to do it. So I just was, I would tell everybody, I was like, ah, go. (laughs) And so we pressed the button and beautiful people like you showed up from my hometown, no less. (laughs) So that's how Kevin Mine got started. That's great. Yeah, it's uh you know, it's funny how things kind of fall into place. And like you said, the, uh, you know, from mind or the creator, and if you just let that information come to you or you're, you're open to listening to it, how it can guide you. So I love that. Um, you know, one of the things I'm trying to, to convey with this program is examples of, for people of how coaching has helped can help them or by sharing how it's helped our, ourselves as coaches or, our clients. So maybe you can share an example or yeah. two of, of how coaching has helped. Well, let me begin with a story that maybe hasn't um, been fully indulged uh, due to a mindset, my own. Mm-hmm. This is this is something that um, uh, a lot of people might not have heard, but I'm dabbling just gently into it now because I'm starting to see more about shame and about misguided beliefs around who I thought I needed to be. Mm. So really, I my story speaks to myself unselfishly, but it speaks to the place where, you know, I didn't want to tell everybody that I had taken a deep fall into depression and anxiety, primarily anxiety at first, really big panic attacks uh, anytime I had to show up. Now, I was an avid singer, and I had fun in playing with you know, some local girls singing once in a while. It was it was just a class to have fun in. Mm. And I couldn't get up onto the stage. I would have this massive panic attack. And it was not just thinking, although obviously dominated by the presence of thinking, but it was a physicality that was going through me through menopause and things like that. And then it went into depression. And so a lot of people go through that. A lot of people go through different experiences for themselves, places where you've been just running along in your life and having a great old time and something happens and menopause happened and then other things happened. And I'm not a labeler. Mm. Like I, I, I don't need labels. I just know the, the, the beautiful intelligence within me and the God of my understanding within me is always there. Yet at that time, I, there was, I didn't feel it and it wasn't there. And So I went into a place um, that I need to help myself. I needed to help myself. And I think the greater intelligence was going to take me to the nth degree until I would look at that. Because all the way along it was happening, but I wasn't wanting to look at it. I wanted to push past it. Oh, I can, I'm the greatest, Mm -hmm. you know, and body knows a lot about that and says, well, wait a minute here. Oh, you didn't heed to that one. Here's another one. (laughs) Here's something a little bigger. There's a louder signal. Yeah. 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 You know, 
right? And so I, uh, I went through depression and my family has a history of that. My grandfather had manic depression and my mom saw it coming because mm. my mom has depression and has gone through her own road. And I'm one day born one after one day after my own mom or one day before my own mom's birthday. And she knew that I had similarities and she saw the likes of things where I wasn't seeing. I was just going to, you know, I'm, I'm Kelly. I can muster through this stuff. I'm good. But it was really um, a place where I wasn't telling everybody what was going on. I was hiding it. And so what I know about this uh, experience is that getting a coach, being a part of the 3P room and speaking with people like you as my friend and having our one-to-one conversations about life um, helped me help myself. And the external, having medication, talking to doctors about what's best for me and letting my guidance decide when to have it and when I don't need it anymore. And, uh, and coaching through that place of, you know, listening to my body, listening to myself. But I wouldn't have been able to do that if I hadn't had that experience to slow down. And it's changed everything in my life. And talking about it with people, letting go of the shame and guilt of thinking that I wasn't perfect and crappy crap was happening and I was sleeping half my day and getting up and going, hi, I'm here. And then going back to bed, you know, it it was humbling to have to be that vulnerable to tell people things like that. But by telling them was allowing me to share who I am and then seeing how I could help people in the rooms and in the understanding and coaching people to see that maybe their speed of life, you know, could take a break or maybe their speed of seeing things and mental concepts and snow globe minds could take, you know, heed to something else. So that's how I see it's helping. And, and I see it happening in the rooms, in your conversations, in the rooms you and I go to, in the places where uh, our coaching, you know, just sitting with someone as we were talking about listening to them deeply and listening to their story, 101 years of story mm-hmm. come out of someone. And I think I'm not doing anything. Yeah. yeah. So that's how I see it's helping. And that's what I'm doing. And I don't even know I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I've really loved about getting into coaching, just the, the power mm-hmm. of listening um with no judgment mm-hmm. just with love and understanding and um and for me the, the as my groundings got in deeper the knowing too that the other person is just fine like even if they don't themselves feel fine in the moment yeah um, or or in whatever circumstance they find themselves in um kind of like i like the notion of it's like the the best kept secret like you know, you can be talking to somebody who is, is battling depression or whatever other uh, things are going on in their life, but you as a coach know that they're, they're okay. Yeah. It's, it's very powerful. Yeah. To know you're absolutely okay. And I think that when in those places, the, the one beautiful saving grace I saw for myself was that I wasn't in it all the time. Mm. And in the time that I wasn't, was the greater understanding, the greater influence, the 
the intuitive knowing that said, yeah, I'm still here. Because mm. look at you. Yeah. We're, we're over here. And then if I fall away, you know, the more I saw that there was always a place where I wasn't there. Mm. That gave me a lot of reassurance to know that I was always okay. made me think of you know the the, i don't know if it was in the conversation we were in earlier with harry or or where it was but you know the the idea of hope and you know not not pointing people at their problems but pointing them to hope yeah um yeah it's fantastic Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so often the doctors and the medical field and the experiences from the past have been that direction you know here's the problem this is how you and isn't it awesome to just like open that whole thing up Mm. You know, just take that whole, uh, I call it archaic, you know, design and shatter that. (laughs) Yeah, just to see, yeah, just to see people's truth, really. I don't know if this is a good segue into the the last question, but it's uh, because we may have already answered it. But if there was one thing you'd want people to know, what would that be? No matter what, no matter what, no matter what it is, who it is, how it is, that there is always something more within. And finding that place for yourself. Something brought up Viktor Frankl in that. There's a story about Viktor Frankl. And uh, if anybody's hearing this, I, I won't say much more about that. But that story where our own mind is free to vision and create and build and dream whatever we want. And Viktor Frankl was an amazing man who did just that. And so, yeah, what's possible when we open up the freedom to our own mind? It's funny you mentioned him. Because I was just finishing, uh, I got a, maybe an hour left to go on Audible of Man's Search for Meaning. <laughs> Victor Frank. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great, uh, great book. Yeah. Um, that's so funny. Uh, you, brought, you brought him up and it's been on my mind the last week and a half or two weeks that I've been listening to that book. So yeah, it's cool. It's the power to create, right? Yeah. Even, even when you're lying in bed and you're full of depression and you're seeing those thoughts in the next second, you're standing up and (laughs) walking to the kitchen for coffee. So something in our own mind can create that. That's the powerful thing about it is, it's always there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, this has been a lovely conversation. If people want to get a hold of you, Kelly, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, Kind Mind Community on Facebook, kindmindacademy.ca on the web, or you can PM me. 
Facebook always has private messenger, Kelly Mabel, or Kind Mind Community. And uh, yeah, I, I love sharing in this conversation with Greg and with this community. So any connection between Greg and I and whoever's listening is awesome. I, I touched on it at the beginning, but every Monday, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, 5 o'clock UK time, <laughs> uh, Kind Mind Community, um, all the details are on Facebook. Um, I know there's a summer break coming up, but yeah. all the videos are available. There's, you know, amazing amount of content um, with amazing guests and so on. So, you know, really encourage people, whether it's on Facebook or I think there's some on YouTube as well. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a huge resource out there for folks. They want to dabble in the things we've just been talking about. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. So many more people have the opportunity to see. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks so much again, Kelly, and uh, we'll see you again soon. Thank you. Bye-bye.